Amy850KFUO worldwide at KFUO.org. It's time now for our moment for the family with Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Hi, Mary. Hi, Gary. Now, the title of today's podcast is Big Changes Ahead. That sounds a little ominous. But actually, Gary, it's very positive. As we look toward the new school year, educators are rebuilding after several years of pandemic emergency teaching. Are these changes obvious or are they behind the scenes? They're both. So let's start with the visible changes. In many schools, there will be a new morning ritual. Kids will open their Chromebooks and respond to a simple question. How are you feeling today? Kids will see three emojis, a happy face, a frown face, and a straight face. They'll click the emoji that tells the teacher how they feel that day. What if the student wants to say more? There's additional space. Oh, that seems simple, but what's the purpose? It's an emotional temperature check. It lets the teacher connect better with the student. It gives a heads up. I can see a real benefit for shy or quiet students. They don't need to say anything in front of the other kids. The teacher is the only one... Who knows? That's right. These pulse checks, as they're called, are a good example of a whole category of changes that will use technology to make more human connections. Is better attention to mental health what's underneath these updates? Absolutely. We know that a healthy student-teacher relationship accelerates learning. Students perform better in the classroom if they feel the teacher knows them. Are all these changes tech-dependent? We know that kids' attitude towards tech in the classroom shifted in the last couple years. Kids spend so much time online, digital learning doesn't have the same high appeal that it used to. Well, that's exactly right, which is why schools are adding low-tech approaches, too. For example, many schools this fall will pair students with an adult navigator. Each adult will have a cohort of 8 to 10 students to mentor. One of our grandsons goes to a school where each child is greeted by name, by a teacher, even before he enters the front door. That does sound like the ultimate in relationship building. I know when we used to drop the kids off to grade school many years ago, the principal would say their name. I guess she knew the name of every student. That is terrific. And it happens at the child's level. Now, at the adult level, we're seeing something else. We're seeing mental health gyms. That sounds like training minds instead of muscles. Is it a way to be more focused on mindfulness? We've talked about meditation apps and various mental health initiatives. With high rates of inflation, mental health gyms are a less expensive way for adults to get lower-cost services. People can attend in-person classes or classes in a virtual mental fitness studio. Sessions might include journaling, yoga, conversations, and, as you mentioned, meditation. It's interesting that people are reaching out in these ways. I mean, long ago, prayer was one of the most effective ways that people would balance their mental health. And you know what, Mary? Prayer still works. You share with God what's on your heart and mind. He's always available. No Zoom classes or Google emotional pulses to check there. No reset is needed if you have an active prayer life. You don't need to go to the mental health gym either. St. Matthew writes, 
When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. That's Matthew 6, 6. Prayers can be private, personal, and best of all, it works. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, Gary. We are listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news.